What's up, guys? My name is Jonah Stairs. My name is Micah Mosley. And this is the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you have taken the time to tune in today. Our heart is that you guys will be able to figure out how to navigate life well with a biblical foundation. We want to keep scripture at the center of all that we do and talk about. So let's get into this week's episode. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Jay Swizzle. Here with my sweet, sweet Mikey M and M's. Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. Every day we do this, you make me wish I would have chose somebody else to record these. With. Uh, just kidding, of course. I'm Jonah, and uh, this is Micah. So, hey, great to have you guys here today. Hey, listen, we know it's been a minute since we recorded. We had some uh, big life transitions happening, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Uh, well, I guess we can talk about that and make that our icebreaker. Okay, yeah. 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 So I guess we haven't talked to you guys in a few weeks. And when I realized the other day when I was thinking, I was laying in bed, and I realized if I like read the word or like start thinking too much about like stuff before bed, my mind starts racing. So I laid there for like an hour last night thinking about like the podcast and got all excited. Yeah. But honestly, we don't, they don't know much about us. That's true. We just like started talking one day and then... Thousands of people started listening. <laughs> thousands. Hundreds of thousands, yeah. I heard. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. About a month ago, John and I finished up a summer out at Shepherd's Fold. We have talked about that before. That's right. Yeah, it was really good. A lot of fun. And then... Uh, we made it official. <laughs> Don't say that. Especially not after today's no. podcast. <laughs> uh, so, Jonah and I and our other roommate, <clears throat> Mason... Uh, I guess now we moved in together, so we live in a little uh, little place called El Dorado. Uh-huh. We moved into a house together, so uh, here, talk to them for a second. Let me actually grab Mason, because he wanted to say hi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, El Dorado, of course, meaning the city of gold, uh, because we just really believe that money is really important, and gold is... Uh, the root Mason's in the shower good. right now, <laughs> so we'll get him on next time. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so we moved into a house together. I graduated college in May, so Same. we were kind of looking for a life outside of that, so we moved into a place here in Tulsa. Love Tulsa a lot. Honestly, if you don't live here, I don't know what you're doing. I yep. was talking to this lady on a plane the other day about Tulsa. I already told you this. But I didn't tell them that. That's true, you didn't. But I was telling her about Tulsa, and it made me so proud to be from here. And I was talking about all like the jobs and all the young people and how great it is. Yeah, and it made me love Tulsa a lot. Yeah. I a uh, big transition in my life. I finally bought the hokas that were sitting in my online shop. <laughs> they do. They look yeah. really good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking at them right now. They were in there for about what two months. They, they were in there for a while. Like yeah, it was a long time. That's kind of how me and Jenna are different because yeah. you were thinking about buying hokas and you had them in your cart for. Like, pretty much all of camp. Yeah. And then when I saw yours, I was like, maybe I should try it. And I went out that same weekend, and I bought a pair of Hoka's the second I thought about it. So me and Jonah have both been running in Hoka's recently. That's true. I like it. It's going pretty well. I found Should they sponsor us? Hoka? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Hey, shout out to Hoka. Sponsor us. I would want to be sponsored. No, I'd be sponsored by anybody, (laughs) but... Um, I found that my calves have been getting really tight when I run. Mm. So if you're a runner and you're like, I know why that's happening. It's never happened to me before. Done shin splints. I've done the whole thing. But my calves have been super tight. I can't figure hmm. out why. Hmm. So uh, it might be this condition called weakness that you need to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, that's all good. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we don't want to talk about running the whole day today as much as we would have loved to. That's, that's disgusting. Oh, I had to get some water. <laughs> well, uh, guys, today I think I'll transition. So okay. as, yeah. as I've been out of college a little bit, I've lived a much more, I guess, slowed down lifestyle working. This new job that I'm at, living in a house, not in a dorm, so not on the college campus anymore. Um, it's been very slowed down, and I think it's given me a lot more time to think. And as I've been separated more from school and campus, or even like being at camp and being around people all the time, uh, I've just seen more and more of something that breaks my heart. It's really been a heavy burden on me lately. It's just I see people that say they love Jesus, and then they don't act like it at all. Yeah, and I just don't get it. Like I've talked about it with mentors. I've you know, looked at the word about it. And there's just like a disconnect in my head somewhere of how we get to that place. Yeah. And it's really, really disappointing because like, I graduated from Oral Roberts, so a Christian school. And just seeing the amount of people there that I see, like, I remember like you raising your hands in worship. And now I see how you act or I see like what you post or what you support on social media. And I just don't get it. There's a disconnect. And it really has been bumming me out because I've been like, the more I think about it, the less I'm able to identify people in my life that truly are pursuing Jesus with everything in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something weird about as you get older, it's almost like you, you want to define your own reality and your own truth. I don't know. When you're a kid, it's almost like people can just tell you, Hey, this is how it is. And then you're like, okay, so this is how it is. Right. And you just believe it. Right. Um, but then you start to realize as you grow up, man, I really need to develop my own foundation. You know, I need to develop my own principles that I want to live my life by my own character that isn't based on my parents' faith or, you know, my church's faith. even. And so I think that's such a huge thing that a lot of times people just assume if I grew up a Christian, then obviously I'll be a great Christian adult. Yeah. But if you don't actually put the work into building your foundation on scripture and building your own faith and your own relationship with Jesus, then inevitably, you know, you're going to be that house that's built on the sand. Sure. As soon as the first storm comes, suddenly your life is not reflecting right. kingdom principles at all. Yeah. I love you touch on like growing up in the church and growing up in the faith. Cause I think, especially here in Oklahoma, which I don't even know if we can call it the Bible belt anymore. Just like, <laughs> how things are in our nation. But I think that there's probably a lot of believers that identify with that. And I feel like there's this misconception, like if you grew up in church, thought you're fine. And that like, you know, you're born into a Christian faith. Yeah. And that's just like not the case. So you're reborn into your Christian faith. And like to be reborn requires you to make the decision to follow Jesus. I feel like there's a lot of people that are men walking around college campuses, walking into their jobs who have never been reborn. They've just heard all the things. They've said all the right you know, words, they've had the experiences, but they haven't like fully submitted their lives to Christ. And I think that's such a huge, maybe proponent of why we see so many young people falling away from faith is because they've gone through their whole lives knowing all the things, but they've never known Jesus. Yeah. And then they get to the point where they're like, why am I doing this again? Right. Yeah. It's almost like, man, if you actually had ever met Jesus and experienced him like in a real way, like how could you ever turn away from that? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I definitely think that I experienced the presence of God a lot in my life growing up, you know, going to camp and church and stuff like that. But I don't think I ever fully recognized it for what it was. Mm-hmm. And even when I share my testimony, it's like, yeah, I was saved when I was a kid. 
but my faith didn't really become like real to me and personal to me until I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. And then I started to actually go through some like heavier things in my life. And I was forced to either choose, you know, worldly things that aren't going to fulfill me or I choose God. I choose this, this God that I've been hearing about my whole life. Okay. Am I going to make this a real relationship between me and him and and make it an intimate thing that is going to define my life? And so at some point I feel like you have to reach that crossroads and you have to choose yeah. one or the other you know? cost, right? yeah yeah so i don't know for me it was just a big deal you know uh i mean this is bringing it back we like to bring it back yeah, to scripture absolutely. right um matthew 6 verse 24 this is jesus talking he says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money so he's specifically talking about money in this instance. Um, but, I mean, Jesus comes right out and says it. He says, you can't serve two masters. You can't be in love with two masters. And the thing about Jesus that I think a lot of people, either they don't want to know or they just have never heard it in such plain terms, but he's an all or nothing kind of God. You know, you can't just kind of... You can't halfway. That's a bad word. <laughs> yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't halfway. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, um, yeah, you can't halfway do your relationship with God. And that was the big turning point for me was when I realized, oh my gosh, God can't just be a thing I do in my life. You know, he has to be my life. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not following the Jesus that's revealed in scripture. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point as well. And I think, again, like, you can look at the state of young people and they can know all the right answers, but like they don't know Jesus. They don't love Jesus for who he is. Um, I had a point to say, but I forgot it. So I'll just read the scripture instead. Um, Oh yeah. I remember now. Like think about your relationship, like with anybody, like a friendship, you know, someone you're dating, someone you're married to. If you don't like put forward effort to pursue them, you're going to get tired of it. Yeah. And that's just like how it works. So like, why would relationship with Jesus not be the same way at all? Like, why would you not have to continue to pursue them? Like when you get married, everybody says it. You don't always feel like being married, but you make the decision to pursue them anyways. Yeah. Like, why would your relationship with Jesus be any different? Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people come to is it's just not worth it for them anymore. They don't want to put forward the effort when there's not like the reward or the fruit right yeah. in front of them. And there, there's plenty of other things in life that are easier, they look more attractive, or it's, right. you know, especially, again, like, as you're becoming an adult, graduating high school, graduating college, it, it's just like there's more opportunities to turn away from the Lord, and there's just so many more distractions, and there's there's just a lot of things to choose from, and if your faith isn't firm and grounded in Scripture, then, I mean, you're liable to kind of get a little shaky there for yeah. a while, you know? yeah. And I think, again, like we could just read this one scripture and it should be enough. Well, obviously we'll talk about more, like, but I could read John 14, 15 right now and then we get in the podcast. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, it's written in red. Like that's Jesus talking. And I don't really get the disconnect is how someone can read that verse or hear that verse. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and you all know his commandments. If you don't get in the word, because that's what it's there for, you know, is to give you the outline of what that is. But I just don't understand in my mind how someone can read that and still make the decision to not keep the commandments and not pursue Jesus. I just like there's a disconnect there that I just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, Jesus says, 
all the commandments are wrapped up into the greatest commandment and the second commandment, mm-hmm. which is the greatest is love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And every commandment in Scripture is wrapped up and fulfilled in that commandment. Right. So what does it look like? You know, love the Lord your God with everything. He's saying everything in your life. Love me with everything. And, I mean, again, that's not really a gray area. Mm-hmm. It's like, am I loving God with everything in my life? Or am I just looking to Him for things I need? Yeah. Or am I just looking to Him when my life is a little bit in the dumps? Or, I, you know, is He my genie in a bottle? Is He my Santa right. Claus? Or is He literally what my life revolves yeah. around? It's a, I had this dude... He was on the soccer team at ORU, and I had, like, comp classes for him, composition classes for my first two years of school. And this dude would only talk to me or text me whenever he needed something for me from the class. Mm. And I don't like being around that guy. Like, I I don't want to go watch soccer games that he plays in because I have a memory from two or three years ago of him just wanting to use me for my work, which also I'm like, dude, find someone who's better at composition. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think you get it. You chose the wrong guy. But I, I like I, why would I want to spend time with him? Yeah, when he's just wanting to use me for something. Yeah, that's like, that's not relational at all. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is in John fifteen, and it's Jesus talking about he's the vine and we're the branches, mm-hmm. and that we are supposed to abide in him. We're supposed to spend time with him, and this is John fifteen four. Jesus says, "Abide in me, and I in you." As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I don't know, that that verse has been pretty pivotal in my life for a long time. Just because it's Jesus saying, hey, if you're not staying connected with me, then you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And if you do stay connected with me, then you're going to bear a lot of fruit. You're going to produce a lot of fruit. And of course, you know, the fruits of the Spirit in Scripture, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. There we go. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, I mean, those are things I want to see in my own life. And just realizing, I feel like I realize more and more every year that I can't produce any of those things on my own. Like, I need Jesus. And, you know, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, And so that's been a big thing for me as I choose day after day, like, okay, Jesus, I'm going to choose you because I know that if I don't choose you, I'm just dead weight. Like, literally, like my life is worthless if I'm not choosing Jesus every day. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but if your life isn't revolving around Jesus, if your life, if, if you're not making that decision every day to choose him and choose to connect with him and choose to be in his word and choose to build that relationship, then your life honestly is going nowhere and it's being dictated by the world and not by the kingdom. Yeah. And even on like the sense of bearing fruit in Matthew 7 verse 16, it says you will recognize them by their fruits. Like it's as simple as that. He's talking about believers. They're like, you'll recognize followers of Jesus by their fruits and you know, the fruits of the spirit. And I think the thing for me recently has just been like, we kind of alluded to earlier is people kind of picking and choosing where they want to pursue Jesus and where they don't. And and just like a really practical example, I saw this person yesterday at a coffee shop um, and met their new boyfriend. And then I found out after that, that like the boyfriend doesn't like believe in God, like he's an atheist. 
Yeah. And this person who I know, like, has worked at a summer camp, like, they worship Jesus, they go to ORU, a Christian camp, or a Christian school, like, I've seen them raise their hands and worship and do all that stuff, but they're dating someone, like, they're doing life with someone who's an atheist. Yeah. And I just, like, I don't get how you can say that you follow Jesus and then blatantly disobey scripture that says, like, don't be equally yoked with unbelievers. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't add up to me. And it's like the little decisions that you have to make, and it all goes back to, not all goes back to, but a lot of it goes back to, like, you relying on your feelings. Like, maybe a relationship feels good, so that's why you're willing to sacrifice on some of the stuff, because you like the way it makes you feel. And there's just, like, there's no room for that. And, like, you can even say that with some guy who does love Jesus. Like, I heard J.P. Pekluda, I've mentioned him before, he was doing a podcast I listened to today, and he said a question he gets a lot is someone being like, this guy really loves Jesus, but... And then, like, fill in the blank. Yeah. Gets drunk all the time, like, pushes physical boundaries. And JP goes, that's a dumb question. Like, I rebuke that question because he doesn't love Jesus. Yeah. Because his actions don't show it. And I just am really challenged by that recently in my own life, but also just burdened with, like, the lack of people that I see walking out their faith well. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to hear stuff like that and immediately turn into, like, self-condemnation and shame and guilt and all this stuff starts coming up and like, Oh my gosh, there's sin in my life, you know? And, and Oh, I'm ashamed of this or I regret this or I'm really falling short of Jesus. You know, I'm falling short of the glory of God. And, and how can I ever live up to that standard that's laid out in scripture? And that's the gospel. I mean, that's the good news of the gospel yeah, is Jesus bridges the gap yeah, for us. You Ephesians know, 2, 8, 9. exactly. He comes in and, and, and he died for us so that we can live in that space with the Lord so that we can do relationship with him. And so, again, I mean, what it always comes back to for me is, am I spending time with Jesus? Um, for me, there, there's no measure of success other than am I with Jesus? And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like things in scripture and, and conduct and a lot of, you know, a lot of people look at them as rules. Well, I have to do this. If I'm a Christian, I have to do this and I can't, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not allowed to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, again, the greatest command is to love the Lord, your, to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, your mind and your strength. And the way to do that is just to build relationship with Jesus, to spend time with him. And your life will be transformed as a result of that. Again, he says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. And the, the fruit is what we're talking about. Being able to walk in obedience of the mm-hmm. commandments of God. Like that's fruit. That's fruit of spending time with Jesus. Nobody, nobody can just wake up and without Jesus, obey the commandments of scripture. <laughs> nobody can fulfill the commandments, nobody can fulfill all the rules, all the, you know, the, the conducts and, and all the standards for, for living a healthy Christian life without Jesus. Um, and it's, it's him doing it through us in the first place. So I hope that is an encouragement to people listening. I know it is to me every day. I can get caught up in the performance of Christianity, sure. which again is not the heart of Christianity. That's not the heart of relationship with Jesus. If you're trying to perform your way into living a healthy lifestyle or being a good Christian, you're missing the point. The point is relationship and your lifestyle will change as a result and as a byproduct of just being in relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And and that's a great point. And I think you can get to a point where you forget about the gospel. And a lot of people see that. Like yeah. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is the verse that like 
I heard it before, smack me in the face one day a few years ago. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, not by works, so that no one can boast. And it's easy to forget that one. And I yeah. think kind of the disconnect comes where you treat Christianity as trying not to do something, which like you're saying is not the heart. Yeah. Like when you get, not when you get baptized, like when you accept Jesus into your life, like you're accepting, man, the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you. And that the things that you once found desirable, the sins that you once like sought after with your flesh so passionately will eventually come to the point where you don't even desire those things anymore because your mind and you're being reworked by the Spirit that we've talked about before. And there's a verse in Hebrews 10, 26, and I've read it on here before, and you don't hear this one a lot, and I feel like I need to read it every time just because I've been so challenged by it. It says, For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains sacrifice for sins. And that's like you make the decision when you decide to follow Jesus to turn away from the things that are sin. And that's just what it is. Like you can't carry those both in. You have to either choose Jesus or choose sin. There's not an in-between. And maybe like that's a verse that causes a lot of people to think too much. They're like, I just can't reconcile that verse. Well, man, that verse becomes really easy when you don't look at it as like, oh, I can't sin. But it's like, oh, man, this life with Jesus is so good. Why would I want to sin anymore? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I know, again, like it's it's it sounds so harsh, something that, that well, is the so thing about it is like it is harsh. It is hard. And that's the thing is. But I, I think it's so often misinterpreted. As, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen a lot in my life, like personally in my life and also in my life looking at other people that it's like they receive Jesus for salvation basically. Uh-huh. And then they go on living their life, trying their best to be a good Christian, which that is not the gospel at all. No, it's about surrender. Exactly. And, and that's that. I'm so glad you said that. I pulled up Romans 12 here. Um, and this is verses one through probably three, give or take. But Paul's saying, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Like you said, it's surrender. Mm -hmm. It's sacrifice. This is how we live a life according to the gospel of Christ. We need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And this is our spiritual act of worship. And then it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And again, that's just something I constantly come back to is I think a lot of people live lukewarm lives um, with a faith that really is not founded on Scripture, with a faith that is really kind of feeble and and kind of a foundation of of sand that Mm -hmm. their house is built on because they see Jesus as like a one and done, mm-hmm. I receive Jesus, and then I have to work really hard for the rest of my life to live a perfect life. But that's not the gospel at all. The gospel is that we would be in relationship with Jesus and that our lives would be transformed, and the lives of those around us would be transformed as a result of that. And that only, again, it keeps coming back to this, that only comes through relationship with Jesus. It doesn't come through you getting seven days of a, of a, you know, the tracker on the Bible app. Right. It doesn't come from you looking at the Bible app seven days in a row. Okay. It doesn't even come from you living a perfect week. You know, oh, I didn't sin for a week. Woohoo. Yeah, I did it. No, you're still living out of the performance mindset. And at the end of the day, you might be following a lot of the tiny little commandments, but are you following the greatest commandment, which is just to love God with everything in you? Mm, that's good. And that doesn't come, you know, that, that I've never seen that materialize and manifest in someone's life 
as, as, as a list of things to do, as a chore list. I mean, that is not what our lives are supposed to look like. Yeah, and I think the thing about it is, is there's a lot of like up and down that I see with like struggles with habitual sin. Mm. And there's, we've talked about it before, like the difference between like repenting from sin and the difference between like relinquishing like sin and, yeah. you know, like really getting rid of it. But like people have these crazy high moments, like after a summer camp or after some kind of revival or some really good church service where the pastor preached really good and they had their come to Jesus moment. And then they find themselves doing the same thing. And, and like the believer thing has never been about like the highs and lows. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to have those instead of having to like rededicate your life over and over again or re, um, you know, what am I looking for? Instead of having to like apologize for sin over and over again, like yeah. let's try actually like submitting our lives to the Father and pursuing Him from there. It's never been about like a bunch of little check marks where you rededicate your life. Let's try like actually surrendering our lives to Jesus and then living like we believe that we're surrendered. And sin, like, in Romans, it says, like, anything that's not done from faith is sin. Yeah. So really, like, any sin you have is a faith issue. Like, you don't have faith that what God has for you is better than what the world has for you. Yeah. Like, you don't trust God. That's what it is when you sin. And it's kind of like a weird connection to make, but that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, like, the Christian life, it is full of ups and downs. Like, it's hard sometimes. It's really sweet sometimes. But that doesn't mean, like, your relationship with Jesus should be all up and down all the time. Yeah. Like, that should stay consistent in the good times and the bad times. That's, like, the beautiful thing about the Father is that He's never changing. His Word doesn't change, and He doesn't change when you're having good days or bad days. So instead of having to have these ultimate, like, high moments and ultimate low moments to see Jesus and pursue Jesus, let's just try surrendering once and trusting in Him after that. Yeah. And spending time with Him. I think that's a great point. I think we, we so often get focused on sin and we start living a sin focused life Mm -hmm. even as christians not like focused on sin like i'm going to sin as much as i can but focused on sin like i'm going to try not sinning as hard as i can and that's still a sin focused life so are you focused on the sin or the shortcomings or the guilt or the shame in your life or are you simply just focused on jesus it's like that old hymn jesus at the center of it all Right. right it's not sin and perfection and and living a perfect life at the center of it all it's jesus and through him, you know, we can accomplish everything that he calls us to. And without him, we can do nothing. And so that's that's what I keep coming back to. That's what I keep reminding myself of. What is it? Colossians 3 says, think on things above. You know, and it lists yeah, off all these. Too. Set yeah, your mind on things, set your mind on things above. Listen, um, I, there was a time in my life where I read that verse every morning for months straight. Yeah. Because I had to get my head around it. Like there's something bigger than me at play here. Yeah. And it took me reading it every day for months and months. To get to the point where I was like, man, my time here on earth is so temporary. Yeah. And I want to be so busy living on mission, sharing the gospel, that I don't have time to even think about sinning. Because right. I am so sold out for Jesus. I'm so in love with him. Like when I spend time with Jesus, I'm not thinking about sinning. Like I want to spend the little time that I have here running after him with everything that I have. Yeah. And it took me like reading that same verse for months and months to really wrap my mind around that. Yeah. And there's still days where I have to go back and you know, re-up on that a little bit. Right. Like, all right, the mission hasn't changed. Like, the vision hasn't changed. And and I think that's what it comes down to, is if you're living a sin-focused life, then you're not focusing on Jesus. And chances are, you probably accepted Jesus as a kid. Um, and, you know, I don't want to assume about anybody, but you may have accepted Jesus as a kid, and then you've spent the rest of your life up to this point just trying to, trying the hardest that you can out of your own personal strength 
to live that perfect life. It's, it's like you have the scales and every day you're hoping that the, the goods, the good side of the scale is, right. is heavier than the, than the bad side of the mm-hmm. scale. Am like, I doing more good work? Really the scale. Like Jesus picks up the scale and he throws exactly. it out the door because he holds it off. Because that completely discounts the gospel. If you're still living your life that way, that, that I think is the lukewarm faith. That's uh-huh. the, okay, well, you're not even believing in the same Jesus that's revealed in scripture because that's the whole point of him dying and being resurrected uh-huh. is that we might have forgiveness for our sins. And what's more is that we might be resurrected in his resurrection and then live life with him in relationship with Holy Spirit, in relationship with God and, and able to live in community and fellowship with the body of believers. Yeah. And like, as we kind of end this one, I think there could be people that listen like, man, it's really judgmental in Mike and Jenna to sit and talk about all those sins. <laughs> and that's, that's like, this is a big kind of misunderstanding. Like I've even said before, like, it's not my job to judge them. That's God's right, job. Right. Um, but man, First Corinthians five, right here, I got this little passage and it says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Since then you would not need to go out to the world. So what he says there, we'll break that down for a second. He says, don't associate with sexually immoral people, but not the people of this world. So he's talking about the sexually immoral people that are within the church because he says, not unbelievers who don't have a faith in Jesus, because then you wouldn't need to go share the gospel. Like there'd be mm-hmm. no point in that. He says, but now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother. So anyone who claims the name of Jesus, if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, do you know how easy it is to be an idolater? If your emotions are controlled by anything, that's not Jesus. That is an idol in your life. Man, you're an idolater, a reviler, a drunkard, or a swindler, not even to eat not even to eat with such a one for what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside purge the evil persons from among you. No one talks about that verse. And I heard it on a pod like last year and it spun me around because I fell back on that. Like I didn't confront people. I didn't think it was my job to call people out on their sin because of that. Yeah. And it's been a very big challenge of mine to find like the balance between loving people well and then looking at the people that I have in my life that I'm like, man, I don't see any fruit of Jesus in your life, even though you say that you follow Jesus. Yeah. Or even the people that are doing like these things in the verse that's talking about and like separating myself from them. So as you guys are listening to this and you're like, man, it's like the sin thing is really hard. Man, there might be some people in your life that you kind of need to take a little bit of a break from and see what happens? And as I'm saying this, I know there's probably someone that came to your mind that you were like, yeah, I could probably be with some time without yeah. them. And I think that's, that's different from people who are like in process with the Lord, Yeah, you know, this and like is people, healing. Who, this like, is people who are like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then there's no second thought of just I'm living a, a complete yeah. but like opposite I'm, lifestyle. I'm marching the gay pride parade. Right. right. Like right. there was someone like an old staff person from camp who yeah. texted me the other day and I went and looked at their Instagram and it was just like pictures of them in a gay pride parade. And I'm like, I don't get it. You were just telling me how good Jesus is. Yeah. Like anyone who bears the name of Jesus. And listen, there's a, there's a difference there. There's a grace. Here's the deal. How would you treat someone outside of the church? Man, you would share the gospel with them. So he says in that verse, treat them like someone outside the church. I would hope that when you approach anyone who's not a believer, that you would share the gospel with them. So man, maybe just reshare the gospel and yeah. get, that'd be the first step that you take in mending a relationship. No doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, we like to keep it short for you guys, so that's kind of <laughs> yeah. that's our time. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys. Uh, I was genuinely thinking last night as well because I was up in bed thinking forever about 
yep. the podcast. I, I really am so thankful for you guys who do tune in and listen. You don't have to listen to me and Jonah. We appreciate that you do. Man, we would love to know who you guys are because we can't see that. So, man, if there's anything that you guys ever want us to talk about, shoot me a message and shoot me a DM. A lot of these topics that we talk about are actually people who have texted me or DM me on Instagram and said, hey, I would love to hear you talk about that. Yeah. So, man, like I've got a list of things that people have sent me. Like We'd love to hear from you. Man, not to feed our egos and be like, look at all these people that are listening, but man, like we want to have a conversation with yeah. you. Like we want to know what that's like. And I think too, just I, I want to make it known, like we, if if you have questions about stuff we're saying, or if you're like, whoa, I'd like to hear more about that. And also, we're human; we're not perfect. You know, yeah. we're in the process too, yeah. and we may say things that are not conveyed in the way, or or maybe people just hear them in ways that we don't mean. Stuff like that, you right. know. Like, and we are so open to fielding questions and just sharing more of our heart with people. Um, so feel free if you have questions or if you just want to talk more, um, then reach out for sure. Yeah, definitely message me. And Jenna doesn't have social media. So if you see it on social media, you can shoot it to me and I'll get it over to him. And maybe at some point we do, we've, hey, we've toyed with the idea of doing a live podcast recording. So uh, if you're still listening and you're into that idea, maybe maybe let us know how you would feel about that. <laughs> so, live Q&A session. We would, we would hate to do that and then have no one show up. So if you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, I'd go to that, you should let me know so we can maybe make that happen. Yep. All right. Well, hey, we love you guys a lot. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you. I used to say see you next week, but that doesn't feel like a good <laughs> message. We'll see you some other time.